0: Hey, girlfriends, welcome to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. We're your hosts, Miosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture, and all things womanhood.
1: Our top goal this year is to grow our podcast audience. So if you're new here or you're an avid listener of this podcast, please subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, write a review, and be sure to share this episode with a girlfriend or two.
0: All right, we're going to jump into our first segment, which is called Get Into It where well, we talk about a topic that's been trending in the blogs for the past week or so. Today, we're going to talk about Kiki Sheared kelly and the comments that she made in her most recent Page Six interview. So I'm going to read a few lines of her comments, and I'd love to get Samaria's thoughts on this topic. Just to give some context, she was asked in the interview what was some advice that her mom gave her as a recently married woman? So just a little bit of backstory. She got married, I believe, in December of 2020. And she says in the interview, my mama has already told me to not have too many people around your house. I don't care how good you trust them or whatever it is. I'm very mindful and careful. I would buy a friend a hotel room before I let them stay at my house. She goes on to say am I supposed to let them stay in my home? Because we as believers, we believe that we're supposed to share with others, but I'm not sharing my man. I think there's a such thing as boundaries that some friends don't understand and can't get with, she added. So Samaria, I wanted to ask you, have you ever had any advice similar to this or heard of this advice? And What are your thoughts on not letting your friend stay at your house, being a married woman? And when I say stay at your house, I mean, staying overnight. So say a friend is in town and visiting, because Mm -hmm. I think that's the situation that she was referring to.
1: I don't know that I've heard this advice before, but I'm not mad at it. Like, I think her mom is just trying to like, give her some type of wisdom um, I think she's trying to say, hey, I know you think like all your friends might have your back or um, aren't envious of what you might have, but you know, just be careful. Um, so yeah, I I don't mind it too much. I think moms will, moms will mom, right? Mm-hmm. But as far as she goes, I do think it's really just a note to protect what it is that you have. And so I know like on the internet, people are like, oh, if a man's gonna cheat, he's gonna cheat. Yes, absolutely. So I don't think think it was from the perspective of, oh, your husband, you know, is shady. So you gotta keep, you know, keep your eye on him. I don't know, I didn't hear it that way, but maybe, obviously a lot of people did. I mean, yeah, but I didn't hear it that way. I think I just heard it as, hey, like you have a home to protect now and you can't be so lax about it. You can't, you Mm -hmm. know, just let everybody in there thinking you know their intentions or people whose intentions you don't even know. Like you can't just let it be a free for all. So you have to just be mindful of the people that you have around you. Because even if your husband is, you know, like 100% faithful, he's solid. um, You still don't want people around who are trying to like test his faithfulness to you. Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't see it as her trying to like keep an eye on her man. I think I just saw it as okay, you have something maybe to protect now. So just be wise about about it that's how I saw it but you know what are your thoughts I I could be wrong
0: yeah you're right on the internet there were definitely two sides where I think I actually saw I felt like where most women were like oh yeah I could get with that I understand Mm -hmm. that but then I did see a lot of women who were I don't know if it was just that they were like, oh, well, your hu- if your husband wants to cheat, he's gonna cheat, but more so like, hey, why are you just focused on your friends um, just in the commentary that she was making? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I could kind of see it from both sides, but I'll say that I've actually never heard of this advice specifically hmm. when it comes to marriage and friends. I think with any marriage, you should protect it And I think that goes even outside of the people coming to stay at your house. It could be you telling your friends your, your marital business Mm. as well. Like it just doesn't have to be physical. So yeah, I haven't heard that advice and I would say that I can't say that I would necessarily follow that. Mm -hmm. And I haven't followed it in the past. I mean, I've had friends who have traveled in from out of town and I love when they're able to come stay with me. And yes, like a hotel is always an option, but I just like, you know, we're all here when we wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. and we're able to maximize our time, especially when they don't come visit very often. So I can't say that I'd necessarily adhere to that advice, Okay, but I think hey, if that works for her. And who knows? I mean, maybe her mom saw her having a certain dynamic with her friends. Maybe they were super duper close. So she was just kind of putting it out there like, hey, be mindful of this and that things do shift after you get married.
1: You know what? Uh, So just because you you added like, oh, I kind of would want my friends around. I think back to uh, one of the episodes that we did where I was like, I don't, Like if I have a message for your husband, unless I'm like trying to surprise you or something like that, I text it to you. I'm like, tell him. I said, Mm -hmm. whatever. And so I wonder if like, I've put those boundaries on myself, you know? And I wonder if she has friends who maybe aren't of the same mind. Like they don't put the boundaries on themselves. So now she has to establish them. So that's one thing. Um, and I'm like, you're a really close friend, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But then you have this other group of friends who aren't necessarily super close to you. Like you and I, we talk a few times a week. Um, we're in each other's spaces enough. So you kind mm-hmm. of have an idea. Like, I feel like we know each other, right? Mm-hmm. But then there are friends who you just associate with. And I think if they were in town, maybe you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, come and stay over. So I think I think it depends right. on the closeness of the friendship. Like how well do you know these people? So I don't think her mom was wrong for being like, watch your friends. Um, especially Mm -hmm. if she was talking about friends who aren't as close like more associates you know like don't think everybody's your bestie and be bringing them into your sacred space I hate to say it like that make it sound all dramatic but this is in my (laughs) head the message that her mom was trying to get across to her or at least the message that she received based on how she she presented it in the interview
0: yeah and she did say that some friends don't know that balance and can't understand the balance, so. It sounds like she was quoting something very specific. Who knows a specific person or situation?
1: Yeah. But
0: um, I will say advice that I have heard in Mm -hmm. regards to marriage and people coming to stay with you, family and friends. I have seen where people... We'll say like, hey, as a married couple, you should be aligned on like who's allowed to come stay for mm-hmm. how long they're staying, especially if you have family members who are like, oh, I'm going to come show up for three months at a time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because that definitely will impact things if they're staying with you for that long. So I've heard that, yeah. but I, I, I haven't heard the friendship thing. But hey, there must be something to it if mama uh, shared park. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Clark (laughs) Shearing, Yeah, Clark (laughs) Shearing. No, but you know, like in movies and stuff, you see like the cousin Faith in Soul Food where she was family, but something was going on. And I haven't seen this movie in a while, but The players club wasn't it something where her cousin and her like man or something like that so you see it in film and I'm sure it happens in real life too so to some people it's probably like oh no that that's weird advice to give but I mean perhaps there are real life situations out there that you said mama knows about and she's just (laughs) trying to to help her daughter out yeah so, yes. all, right. <laughs> all right. And so, we're going to jump into today's topic, which is the makeup breakup cycle. You guys know, like, when you're in a relationship and things don't go well, and there's a breakup, and then you like miss the person, and then a few weeks later, you guys are back together. And then there might be another breakup and another makeup. So, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. And the first question I kind of want to pose to you, Neosha, is like, what is your overall thought on like couples breaking up and then making up and continuing that cycle? Like, have you have you seen it end up successful or unsuccessful most of the time? Or do you feel like once it's over, people should just completely walk away?
0: Yeah. So I'd say I am not here for the makeup breakup cycle. It just feels and seems very exhausting, even on the outside looking in, even when I haven't been a part of the situation, I'm just like, Ooh, this is a lot. And I don't think that relationships necessarily have to be that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people go into it with good intentions. They really want to make it work. But from what I see, a lot of times it's trying over and over again with the same person, but not getting any different results. So Mm. yeah, I'm just not here for it. I don't think that it's an ideal situation. And I would say that there is a certain level of comfort with stability Mm. without these extreme highs and lows that I think most people can appreciate and what most people want. And then as far as like me seeing it, (laughs) I mean, I do know of one couple who has had that dynamic, who has gone on to successfully be married and they seem to be very happy right now. But I'd say that that's not the norm. Mm. I feel like they're kind of the outlier that I know. And then, of course, you know, we've seen it with married couples where they've gotten completely divorced. I've actually seen that in my personal life. And oh, they've wow. remarried, yeah. So I, I, of famous people we know, um, Greg and Nene Leakes, they had Judge their Judy, pop- yeah, Judge Judy. So <laughs> I mean, it does happen, but I don't think that that's the norm. I think it's the exception to the rule. What about you?
1: Yeah, I um, so hmm. <laughs> I want to say, oh, absolutely not, but I'm gonna give this a ninety-five-five. So 95% of the time, I think it is a, a situation where you just need to let that go. And then 5% of the time, I think if you're dealing with people who have spent enough time apart, I think a lot of the problem is that people who are like away from each other for a month, they're like, oh, I really miss this person. So no like transformation has taken place in either one of you. And then you're just like, oh, we're going to try it again, being our mm-hmm. same selves. So um I want to like just add some cushion there for that 5% where maybe they spend enough time apart, they're committed to maturing and then they decide to come back together. But mostly I don't think it's useful. It's just a difficult situation. And I I know like even doing this episode, like, it's not going to stop anybody from doing it or not, just because it's, it's one of those things where you do it because you're like, I'm not satisfied with where things were and I want to try again. So like, until people get to that stage where they're ready to walk away, there's no sense in saying, oh, you should walk away because most of the time they're not going to listen. Right. But um, I do think most of the time it is a waste And um, like you said, there's a a certain level of stability, but also like security with, okay, we're locked in. Yeah, we've had conflict and we've still like been able to resolve it. We've had like a steady stream of relationship. (laughs) You know, like I think think that's worth something. So yeah, 95%, no, just walk away y'all. 5%, mm, sure, work it out maybe. I'm glad
0: you mentioned time because the couple that, I know of that did get remarried Mm -hmm. they I believe were divorced for over 10 years and so yeah and they they found their way back to each other so yeah I think time is important for significant change to happen
1: yeah, you know that happened with Sinbad too. Um, now that we're calling out like celebrities, but Sinbad, I think he and his wife had gotten divorced and then they got back together after a long time. I don't know of any couples like personally, but I know, I know of a person, like a, a real life person, not a celebrity, <laughs> um, because They know a friend who knows a friend or whatever. But I think in their dating life, they did have maybe a year or so of distance, like maybe a little bit over a year. And they came back and it worked out and they got married and, you know, they're still together. But yeah, definitely the exception.
0: Yeah. So do you think that there's certain messaging that encourages people or discourages people Mm. to have this dynamic in society?
1: The one that I can think of right off the top of my head is Whitley and Dwayne from a different world. So I think we see this dynamic in movies. You know, we sit down at the movie theater, well, not anymore, really, but we sit down to watch a movie. And there's always that conflict. There's always that moment where people go their separate ways and then come back together. So I do think that does encourage it. I think with the whole Dwayne and Whitley situation, especially if you watched it as a younger person, you're kind of like, oh, they ended up together, right? Or I don't want to put Issa and Lawrence in this in this category, but kind of, right? Issa and Lawrence, because they ended up together in the end. But um, yeah, I think the fact that those things show up in movies or on TV, it kind of bleeds into real life and people thinking, oh, I am the exception. (laughs) You know, like everybody thinks they're the exception. Nobody wants to be the rule when, you know, statistically the odds aren't in your favor. But yeah, so that that's why I think I think there is definitely messaging that encourages it. How about you?
0: Yeah, I'd agree. And I thought of music initially. So, you know, within R&B, there's just a lot of praise and upliftment for fighting for your love. And the one song that I thought about was We Belong Together by Mariah Carey. No,
1: you will not mess this song up for us. Whatever you were about to say, take it back.
0: (laughs) I mean, all I was going to say was, Yeah, maybe you belong together or maybe you don't. (laughs) So like you said, when people hear these songs, watch these movies they take it and apply it to their life. They're like driving down the street in their car, screaming, we belong together. And (laughs) it's like, no girl, no, y'all don't. And this song and artists know nothing about your life.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know what's funny? There's this uh, Tyler Perry movie. I think it might be called Nobody's Fool, but it has like Tika Sumter, Whoopi Goldberg is in there and um, Tiffany Haddish. And when I tell you this woman Played this man so many times. Literally took his heart out and stomped on it several times. Not just one. Like most movies we just get one time. It was at least three in this movie. And in the end, she comes and plays a particular song, R&B song, outside of his cabin or whatever. And um, they ended up together. Like this, this cannot be healthy. Like we cannot be just taking in consuming this type of like toxicity and be okay we are not okay watching this type of stuff but do you have like a a rule of thumb on how you would give feedback on if you know someone should make up with an ex
0: i don't like giving relationship advice especially to people that I'm not super close with. There's only like a handful of people that I would. Mm-hmm. But if I was approached like hey, I'm I'm interested in your feedback, I'd say my number one rule of thumb is if they're married, I don't give any advice other than hey, I think you should go to therapy, counseling, talk to your pastor, you know, seek out professional advice. And then if it is a couple where they are dating and they've already broken up and my girlfriend comes to me and she's like, oh, I'm entertaining the idea of getting back with him. I would not necessarily give advice, but just encourage her to lean on her own intuition and what initially kind of pushed her to, or push them to break up, because I I don't know who would have broken up with who, but kind of lean on your intuition, like you're in it. And most of the time, people don't tell you the full story. So any feedback I would be giving could be biased or just I wouldn't have all the information. And it makes me think of this YouTuber who uh, made the comment and said that when people tell stories, they like to start in the middle. And I feel like when it comes to relationships, that's definitely typically how it goes like you're not getting the full scope mm-hmm. and so yeah I would tell them to lean on their own intuition and if you've already broken up maybe think about why you didn't explore other avenues prior to breaking up so even if it was hey I need a little bit of space or we need to go to counseling like if you're already at the breakup hmm lean on your intuition and then if they haven't broken up yet i would just you know if they were like hey like what do you think about you know is this something that's worthy of me breaking up with them i would give them a simple yes or no because sometimes you just want to know like "Mm, am i being petty Mm -hmm. is this warranted like girl am i tripping (laughs) and sometimes i'm like yeah girl you tripping but yeah, I would give a high level yes or no and why, but I wouldn't coach them or encourage them in one direction or the other. What about you?
1: Yeah, I I said, no, I don't have a rule of thumb uh, just because every situation is so different. But I do remember there's this, I don't know if you'll call her an influencer, but her name is Lexi. I don't know, have you heard of Lexi? I think her Instagram's like Lexi Television, but she um, she was like a, a Christian singer and she's a Christian comedian as well. So she has a pretty decent following on Instagram, but she was planning this huge wedding in, well, I don't know if it was huge, but huge enough that like I had heard about it and like people knew about it, right? And Mm -hmm. it was a destination wedding and um, she like was doing her workout, you know, to get into her dress, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, like she, she, she went to Jamaica where her wedding was supposed to be, but there was no wedding. And it turns out that like not too long before they called everything off. And one of the things that she said was, you know, if y'all are breaking up and coming back together several times, that's something to watch out for. And, you know, she had lived it. So, you know, I'm going to take her word for it and just pass that along. But yeah, and it's sad that it got to the point where they were like a month or so before their wedding, before they called it out, you know, called it off, but Yeah, I think that was really good advice. So no, I don't have a rule of thumb. Every situation is different. Sometimes, you know, the girls do be tripping, but, (laughs) but yeah, no, I don't have like a rule of thumb. Like I'm not the friend who's always going to be like, oh, you should leave him or or, no, just go ahead and stay. Like I'm, I'm neither one of those. I'll try to ask questions and mm-hmm. get you to that point. But I, I can't, I can't advise anybody. I'm, I'm trying to make it myself, y'all. I'm, I'm trying to survive <laughs> as well. So, yeah.
0: So speaking of friendships, mm-hmm. have you seen this makeup breakup cycle affect friendships? And if so, how? Meaning like you're the friend that's observing the friend in this pattern.
1: I have never directly been in this situation at least I don't think so Mm -hmm. where I'm like "Uh," and definitely not as an adult let me say that I haven't seen it as an adult um so yeah I, I I can't say that I have the closest that I've been to it was a friend of a friend and it was a long time like it was a period of at least 10 years um where this couple had been like breaking up and making up and back and forth. And during that time they had like some children. Yeah, so, and I just remember every time like the Facebook status would go up saying, oh, we're, we're not together anymore or single. Uh, they will come back and be like engaged or something like that. Like it was one of those situations, but the friend, the mutual friend who we have wasn't very involved. She would just be like, oh yeah, they're back together. Oh yeah, they're back apart. Like she was not, (laughs) she was not getting involved at all. Um, I don't know that I would be that friend, but I do think her life was more peaceful, not being involved in their back and forth so many times. Have you seen her affect friendships though? Well,
0: I can't say that it's affected my friendships in like a negative way, but I have been that friend that has observed a friend in more than one friend in this cycle. Mm -hmm. And so I can't say that it's had a negative effect, but it has definitely affected like how we spent our time. So Mm -hmm. if they were kind of in a downward spiral, then obviously, you know, we're talking about it. I'm trying to cheer her up and you know, you're kind of in it with them. But like you said, how the friend of the friend was like, oh, you know, they're back together. It was kind of like, oh, it's Tuesday. You -hmm. know, after a period of time, you're just not as emotionally invested because it can become draining Yeah, being that support person, you know, trying to carry them through it or help them through it. And especially if you know, like early on, you were trying to give them advice or help them, Mm -hmm. you know, over time, you're just like, okay, I kind of see what this is. And then you have to kind of adjust what your support level will be when, you know, you're not in it. So you definitely don't know if there's going to be an end or if this cycle is going to continue forever. And so, yeah, I have observed it and it's not an easy thing to watch, Mm, you know, because, it's a fine line. You don't want to be like, Oh girl, you need to leave him. And you don't want to talk bad about them because they, they probably are going to end up back together. right? And that makes things awkward. And especially if you have a friend who may have slipped up and told her guy something that you've said <laughs> while trying to comfort.
1: Now he's mad
0: at you. Now he don't like you. And so, you know, yeah, it's not an easy thing to watch. And I I can say that as I've gotten older, I haven't seen it as much. Mm -hmm. I think some of that just comes with maturity and just gaining life experiences. But definitely in my early 20s, um, you know, there was a lot of back and forth.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have had that experience, though, like where they've gone back. So I guess in your experience, like what's either made you, if you have like double back or what has made people in your life do the whole double back thing?
0: I can't say that I've personally doubled back on a relationship, but I am that person who may spend more time than probably necessary in that pre-breakup phase, like just weighing things. If I feel like I'm headed in that direction, I'm not very quick to kind of pull the trigger on it because I know my personality. (laughs) And if I'm like, I'm done, I'm done. Mm. And so I try to move forward under the mindset of like, hey, whatever I decide or whatever resolve I come to, I'm good with no changes after that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I can't say that I've personally done it, but I understand why people do it because you know you just want to feel like you at least gave it your all and you tried and you maybe don't want that what if and even if that what if is there you maybe don't want it to be because you took yourself out of the fight too soon which I think can be a bit toxic you know you have to know when to tap out and say I'm done yeah
1: gotta know when to hold them know (laughs) when to fold them (laughs) those are the only words of that song that I know but I think it's called Texas (laughs) Hold'em I think so along with what you said like oh I don't want to you know throw in the towel uh too soon I think familiarity is a huge reason why people you know do the whole you know, make up, then break up again, things like, oh, my family already knows who this person is. They, you know, they came to Thanksgiving last year, (laughs) you know, so not only am I familiar with them, the family's familiar with them. And so I think that creates like some type of anxiety around, oh, now I have to tell them that this person isn't here. And I have to go through, you know, I have to let my family or my friends watch me go through this, transition. I think also Mm -hmm. there's like a fear of being without somebody just because breakups are really hard and nobody wants to go through that. So it's Mm -hmm. like, man, I I had somebody who I could share every happy moment with or um, every sad moment with. I had somebody who I had all these inside jokes with. And so I think like that weighs heavily uh, when people are doing the whole like back and forth. And -hmm. then I also think sometimes there's the fear that you might not be able to do better than that person.
0: Oh, yeah. I've definitely seen that. It makes me think of um, this saying that my coworker used to always say, like, it's better to sit with the double, you know, versus the one that you don't. Right. And. I've I've heard that in work situations, just, you know, why people will linger at jobs that they know they don't want to be at. There's no upward mobility, but specifically in relationships where, you know, people are like, oh, well, I know all their issues and their drama. If Mm -hmm. I go out there and get with someone else, I won't know. What they have going on, and there's so much work to get to that point. So they're yeah, they get to a place of being okay and content and seeing the upside of dealing with things that they may don't necessarily like, but Mm -hmm. at least they know it.
1: Yeah, I think that's a dangerous uh, move in career, (laughs) in relationship, in life. I think that's a very, very dangerous move. Um, I think you are just kind of keeping yourself in a box when mm-hmm. you don't even have to be in any type of box. Like it's not like you're moving from one box to the other. You're moving from the confinement of a box to literally freedom. And so I think that's a <laughs> that's a, a dangerous game to play. Like the devil, first of all, why you know devils? If this person's a devil, why are you even here? Like what what is that? Like you don't have to be with a devil sis. <laughs> like it's okay to um to step outside of that. But yeah, so I think people do feel like oh it's not so bad here or they might believe things will change and this is why okay so there's this show called Black Love I think it might be on Oprah Winfrey Network but they put um some episodes on YouTube too and sometimes I've seen people comment that they put struggle love couples on there And I know that there are a lot of great couples they put on there too, because I'm aware of some of the couples that they have put on there, but this is just what the streets are saying, right? They say that sometimes they put struggle love couples on there where it's like a woman usually had to endure so much for saying, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. And now they're presenting on this show because they're now in a good spot. But it's like 15 years of you dragging me unnecessarily like, yeah, that's a devil, you know, but why, you know, why are we presenting that as Black love that belongs on a screen? (laughs) And so, um, so yeah, I think there's that idea that like, oh, things might change. And again, it's encouraged by things that we might see in the media. And I think that's super harmful. This is more than Dwayne and Whitley. This is like real life people. So now it's giving people like even more hope that they shouldn't have about these situations that are dead already.
0: Yeah. And just to give a specific example, Mm -hmm. we were talking about it being dangerous. I've I've seen a few of the episodes on YouTube, but one stands out. It was a couple where they had been together for a long time, Mm -hmm. but I guess the guy had been dealing with this side chick Long story short, this side chick burned down their house, like set their house on fire.
1: No, no. <laughs> Measha said she burned down their house. No, no, no. She set their house on, in case you didn't hear it, <laughs> fire on the house.
0: And, you know, it was just unbelievable to watch But I completely understand when you say like, you know, this is just it's a dangerous line to toe. And yeah, I just remember watching that and thinking, oh, my goodness, like this could have cost her and her kids their lives.
1: Yeah, it's it's insane. And, you know, I, I do like um some of the couples they've had on there like they've had tamia tamia the singer and grant hill Mm -hmm. um you know the kev on (laughs) stages they've had them um tabitha brown and her husband like they've had good people but it's like there's just that one couple or those few couples that just take us yeah where they take us out exactly and i i want to bring that because i don't know well we have an idea of the age range of people who like listen to this podcast or watch the podcast um watch our youtube channel which by the way go ahead and subscribe if you haven't yet (laughs) but um i just don't want somebody to be in that situation where they know it's going to be detrimental to their their future but they're staying because they fear that they can't do better like i'm sure you are even if you're not a dope person right somebody's going to think you are. (laughs) Like, there are horrible people out here who have mates that think they're amazing. So girl, let that be your encouragement to step out.
0: You know, I think we kind of talked on this a little bit earlier, where we were trying to think of where we may have seen this, Mm -hmm. you know, cycle end up in like a successful marriage. And I think both of us basically said like, oh, we've maybe seen it like a person removed, or Mm -hmm. we maybe know one person. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, the exception to the rule versus the rule is important to keep in mind with this type of relationship dynamic, especially if you're aspiring to have a stable, comfortable, long-lasting relationship. If that's your goal, then being in this cycle probably isn't the best option.
1: Yeah, it's, it's more headache than anything else. And I mean, who needs it? Life is hard enough. Um <laughs> And I think especially like a situation like this, like a, a romantic situation <laughs> uh, can have such, a, can put such a burden on you. I think we asked this question on our um, Instagram way back when we did the friendship breakups. And <laughs> we asked, oh, um, which one is harder? A friendship breakup or a romantic breakup? And one of my friends responded, she said, definitely romantic because I've never stopped eating because I lost a friend. <laughs> so so, but but yeah um so i i've never seen it up close and i think a lot of people haven't seen it up close because it's not the norm for a reason probably because it shouldn't be the norm honestly
0: right yeah Yeah. so if you could give just like two or three Mm -hmm. positive or negatives in terms of like participating in this cycle like we talked a little bit earlier but if you were to just give like two, one positive and one negative, what would that be?
1: Um, I think, I think the negative would just be staying longer in something that then you need to so yeah, I think that's a huge, huge negative. I think it does way more damage than good because like we said, people don't change that quickly. Not even ourselves, right? Like nobody changes that quickly at least not like huge significant change and i think when you're in situations like that it's easy to um it's easy to see what changes have not been made than it is to see the inch of change that has been made just realistically right like and you're probably so upset with the situation that you're not looking for that little inch of improvement because what you want is a drastic change that's not going to happen with that quick turnaround. So um, that would be on the Mm -hmm. negative side. I think a positive (laughs) after we've trashed this whole idea, (laughs) but (laughs) I think a positive is just getting it out of your system. So you don't have to circle back another time. Like kind of how we talked about uh, people will stay for as long as they feel like, oh, I need to stay like until something else takes them out of it. And so I think, you know, if you circle back one time and see it hasn't changed, hopefully, you know, you get it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And keep pushing. Well, what would be your like positive and negative?
0: So my positive would be knowing that you left nothing on the table and that you kind of gave it your all. And I don't even think that this just applies in terms of relationships, but Mm -hmm. if you're that person where you may find yourself questioning like, oh, did I give it my all or did I do all that I could, I think you circling back will kind of put you at ease a bit especially like in that early breakup phase where you're kind of questioning or replaying everything that's happened. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's kind of just like a gut check, like, nope, I tried it again. And that definitely was not it, especially if the breakup is over something that isn't as clear cut. So for example, you know, maybe you're just, you grew apart. That's maybe not as clear cut as Oh, this person cheated on me. Yeah. <laughs> so you may find you may find yourself in a position where you're like, you know what, maybe it was just a few months or a week or we were in a rut. Let me mm. try it again to see if we actually really did grow apart. So yeah, I could see that as a positive. And then as far as the negative, I would just say that I've seen where it just seems very traumatic yeah. being on this roller coaster of ups and downs and not really knowing where you stand. And I think it can have an effect on how you view relationships going forward. So, yes. unfortunately, I've seen where people have been in this dynamic. And then as soon as they are out of it, they're like, oh, well, men are this or women are that. And, you know, <laughs> just- all this stuff and it's like, uh no, it's because you've literally been at six flags, you know, on in terms of a relationship yeah. for the last three, four years. So and that's not to say that they didn't have valid call-outs about whoever they were potentially dealing with yeah I'm just saying that you know it's like yeah you have to acknowledge that this cycle doesn't necessarily contribute many positives and how you'll probably view relationships going forward
1: yeah it doesn't serve you it can leave you like like kind of damaged or not trusting people in the end like yeah it has those effects so I mean besides everything that we've already said because I think there was decent advice maybe in your of course we can't tell anybody what your situation is different everybody's situation is different but is there any advice that you would give I was gonna say younger women but even people our age because I I've known someone who was 40 and going through something like this so it's not necessarily an age thing um but yeah Mm -hmm. is there any advice that you would say
0: I'd say number one, no matter your age, just trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. And especially if you were the one that was pushing for the breakup or separation, just trust those feelings and intuition on what was moving you forward on it, especially if the reason why you were breaking up is a reason that isn't aligned in terms of like your values. Mm -hmm. Like if if it's tied to your values then yeah, you should probably lean on your intuition and, and maybe not circle back because like Samaria said, these things take time to change. And I don't even know if I would expect for people to change their values. You know, you could just be incompatible on those specific things. And it's not to say that people or situations can't change, but even if they were to change and you were to circle back, I think just long term, just thinking about if the changes that maybe you need for them to make is one that you'll be at peace with them making. Like, is this something that they're coming to the realization in terms of their own mindset and something that they want to do? Are they really just doing this because they want to make this relationship work with you, which you may be okay with that, but I think that that is just something to keep in mind. Like if there's a big shift that needs to happen, is it of their own want or is it them wanting it because they want you and that's for you to decide like whatever you feel comfortable with. And then the last thing I'd say is just being mindful of why you're re-entering the relationship and that you're not doing it to appease other people, make other people happy out of a place of fear. Just because if you are going to give it another go round you want to do it from just a place of positivity so that
1: mm-hmm. it, can
0: be set, it can be set up for success.
1: Yeah, not a place of like, I don't want to say desperation, but kind of like, oh, I need it. Like, this is my last resort. I need this to work. Like, never make <laughs> this type of a decision because of, of that desperation, I think.
0: Or if, if the person is like, oh, girl, I want you back. <laughs> you know, like, they really, really want you. You know, yeah. people sometimes will lay it on thick. They yeah. they really want the relationship to work. They have so many songs to choose from to to get their love back. Yeah. And but if that's not what you want, right. you should to keep that in mind. Like you want them back. <laughs> exactly. Don't let them wear you down or other family members saying like, oh, well, you don't have time. You know, you're not married yet. Like do it of your own motivation yeah. and not for anyone else.
1: Yeah. I think that what the last thing you just said is related to my thing that I would say, and it's to be mindful of what other people say. Everybody's opinion does not necessarily matter. For example, if like everybody else says, oh, but that's a good man, or oh, he does X, Y, and Z, that's somebody you should definitely be with. And it's like, yeah, those might be the needs that you need met. <laughs> Like those might be the things that you desire, or that might be enough for you, but maybe for me that's not. For example, there might be somebody who's like, oh yeah, people get loud in arguments all the time. For me, that would not be okay ever. Like, you're gonna be gentle with me. <laughs> like that's that's <laughs> one thing that you know you're going to have to be, right? Um, so yeah, everybody, everybody's opinion doesn't matter. You have the needs that you you know, need fulfilled and they have their needs that they would like to be fulfilled. Those are different. So don't let anybody convince you because, oh, this person's from the same country as you. This person's from the same culture as you. This person has this type of career or this person has this type of money this type of like status or whatever like if you could have all the status in the world if you're not like consistent with me if you're not gentle with me if you're not someone who I can bring into different situations I don't want it and I understand that that's acceptable for Jane, Jesse and whoever <laughs> but go ahead and let Jane and Jesse have you you know we can we can separate so yeah just Be mindful of the things that other people say, trying to convince you, oh, this is someone who you have to stay with, or this is the type of person you should be with because they might not be aware of what you desire. And Mm -hmm. you are the one who will be miserable going back and forth with somebody who serves you no good really. Um, or someone who could be serving someone else better, but you know, it's not you. So yeah, that's what I would say to keep in mind. (laughs) But, um, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the girlfriends and goals podcast. You've heard our thoughts on this topic, but we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at girlfriends and goals podcast, where we'll continue this conversation throughout the next week. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that now. And don't forget to rate, review, and share. Until next time, bye. Bye.